The Your Safe Space podcast is recorded on Wurundjeri land. This podcast acknowledges the traditional owners and custodians of the land. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. Welcome to Your Safe Space, the podcast. I'm your host, Adele Marie, and this podcast is here for you. It is a safe space for us to catch up each week to discuss anything and everything. And on today's show, we are doing an Ask Me Anything on air. Happy Friday, guys. It's an AMA, one of my favorite types of episodes to give you guys. These are our short, sharp, juicy ones. And it's a Friday, which means we've made it through another week. Congratulations. Pat yourself on the back. The weekend is here. And I hope that we have some self-care time scheduled. I hope that we have some downtime scheduled. I'm not too sure what I'm doing this weekend at the time of recording, but hopefully I've got some downtime. I've come off the back of a couple busy weekends. Now, if you happen to be new here, if you're clicking on this episode for the very first time. Thank you so much. It's so nice to have you here. But this episode is a weekly one. It comes out every Friday where I take questions that you guys ask me and you ask me usually on a Monday night on my Instagram. We do an AMA every week. I freaking love it. And I give you my hot take. Now it goes without saying this podcast is not a replacement for professional mental health help. And if you do need that, please check the show notes. But yeah, we usually do three to four questions and we're going to get right into it. Question number one is a juicy one. My current partner shares his dog with his ex. What are your thoughts? And when I saw this question, I had many thoughts, guys. And I usually come on here and I say to you, I want to be balanced. I want to be nuanced. I want to give you both sides. I want to be logical. But I have many thoughts on this. (laughs) Now, I am a dog mum myself. I've never owned a dog with a partner, Franklin, my little baby. Shout out to him. He is my dog 100% over and over. And I don't think I could ever share custody of him with an ex or with a future partner. Like it would be very clear for me if I go into a relationship. And even when I went into my last, even, even when I was living with one of my exes, when we went into that relationship, it was very clear from the get go that he is my dog. And if anything were to happen to us, he would be coming with me. As for this... I I don't know. I, I think in my mind, when I break up with a partner, I'm very much like the line is drawn. The line is fucking drawn. There's no communication. I'm a fan of no contact. I will say my only exception to this is if you work with an ex for whatever reason, or if you have kids with an ex, but I think dogs are different. I don't think that dogs and kids are in the same category. I think obviously if an ex still has custody and shares custody of their kids with their ex-partner, then that is a completely different ballgame. And I think that's totally fine. But I think with a dog, you can draw that line in the sand. And to me, it feels like maybe a little bit of an excuse from maybe it's like your partner's ex to stay connected to your ex, or maybe, maybe your partner does really love the dog. I don't fucking know. But to me... I think once it's done, it's done for good. And being a dog mom, I also think, is that good for the dog? Is that good for the dog to be pulled back and forth between different houses or different locations? I know being a dog mom that they love routine. Dogs are creatures of habits. They like the same repeated actions day in, day out. I can tell you Franklin's schedule off the top of my head. And even when I've even seen with him when I've moved house or we've traveled or he's he's been out of his routine, he's really struggled to adjust. 
So I don't know if it's good for the dog to be taking it back and forth. And my thoughts are here, I wouldn't want a guy that I'm dating to still have custody with a dog with his ex. And that would kind of give me the ick. Um, But I think what is important here is what your thoughts are, not what my thoughts are. And maybe I'm echoing your thoughts, but I would ask myself if I was you, does this bother you? Why does it bother you? And can you assert this boundary with your partner? Because I think, how long does this go on for? How long do they share custody of the dog forever until the dog dies? Like that's a long time. As I said, it's a dog, not a child. And if it really upsets you and is causing you pain or causing you discomfort, then communicate this with your boyfriend. And I would say to anyone else listening out there, and I would love to know if you have custody of your dog with an ex-partner, please, please let me know why you chose to do that if it is for the best interests of the dog. Because I also have the lived experience that... <laughs> When I was living with my ex in Sydney, Franklin became quite bonded to him, very bonded to him actually. And when we obviously broke up, we both, well, he moved out of the property first and then I ended up moving out a couple of days later. Franklin was back to normal and fine without him after about three or four days. I definitely think he could feel the absence. And I'm going to say dogs, yes, I, I fully I fully think they can understand. I fully think they get what's going on. But I think what they notice is just a change in the routine or an absence of like the energy. And so he adjusted and he's fine now. I don't even know. And maybe if he crossed that X in the street, would he be so excited? I don't know. We haven't seen him since. But I think the dog would get over it. Uh, I know I'm probably pissing some people off with this, but I have a pretty firm take on it. Cut, cut it out, cut the ties, start fresh, move forward. Um, please let me know what your thoughts are. If you are dating and single, would you date somebody that shares custody of a dog with their ex? If you share custody of a dog with your ex, come in the group. Tell me why. Tell me why. We can have some discourse on it. I know that I'm usually more balanced and I'm sorry that I'm not. But yeah, I just, I just can't see. I can't see the appeal here. The other thing I quickly want to finish on before we get to the next question is if you are going into a relationship or moving in with somebody or you're about to buy a dog with somebody, have the discussion saying, if this doesn't go to plan, who gets custody of the dog? Because I do think that needs to be outlined before you get into a relationship. But good luck to this listener. I hope that I maybe validated you and maybe made you feel a little bit better or maybe you're a little bit more mature than me and you're fine with it and you just wanted to know what I thought, but come and chat about it with us in the Facebook group. Question number two, how do I know when it's time to tell him that I love him? I'm feeling super conflicted and I want to do a bigger episode on this. So I will add it into the polls because I think this topic is jam-packed. There's a lot of stages that someone could potentially go through or may not even go through in that early stages of like dating, getting to know someone, things like lust, attraction, love. And it can be a really exciting time. I think love can take many forms as well. I know it's also scary if you're thinking that you might be in love with somebody and you might want to tell them. And it's scary because sometimes we worry that they might not feel the same way or that they won't say it back or that they might not be at that same point yet. And sometimes they might feel the same way, but it might be other things that keep you apart. Love can be complicated. 
Love can feel different for everybody and love doesn't always look the same. Obviously, we're talking about romantic love in this setting, but we also have like platonic love and things like that. But as for this, I feel like the best time, it's a bit like asking how long is a piece of string, right? The best time is a time when you feel ready. And I'm going to go one deeper and say the fact that you're maybe asking this question means that you could be ready as well. And I really want to stay away from giving timelines. I did Google, by the way, how long until you want to tell somebody you love them? And Google says three months, but I don't think that's helpful. I don't ever like giving timelines on here. And I feel like the best time is when you feel ready. The best time is when you know that you love them and you're sure about that. And I think some people listening might have said, I love you as soon as they started feeling those feelings. Some people might have waited a little bit and there's no right or wrong way to go about it, okay? Some people want to take more time with it. Some people want to say it because they know when they say it. And for me, I think in the past when I've said, I love you, because I've definitely said, I love you first to some of my exes. And for me, what I asked myself was, if I said, I love you and they didn't say it back, would I, would I still be okay with that? And every time I was, and that's how I knew that I was kind of ready to say that. And I guess what kind of changed things for me, and I've spoken about this a few times on the podcast, but I went through that stuff when my uncle was unwell, he had motor neuron disease, he lost the ability to speak. So I'm a very much like wear my heart on my sleeve. I will fucking tell people I love them. And I'm probably more, I don't know, outgoing with that than most. And I feel like if I have peace with the fact that they're not going to say it back, then it's like, well, I still love them. So I'm going to tell them. And I don't know if you can relate to that or resonate with that, but I wanted to kind of share my, like my experience with it just to give that some airtime. There's obviously no test to tell you when the right time is. And there's no test to tell you if you are or aren't in love, but I'm going to give you some signs and some questions that you can ask yourself first. And that might help you kind of get to the bottom of it. So I want you to ask yourself, is commitment like full-on commitment with this person what you want? Are your interests and your personal values aligned? Are your future plans aligned? And then some signs that you might be in love, some signs that you might be ready to tell them. These are just my favorite ones that I picked out, but I would love to know if you guys have any other signs that you might be in love. Come and share them in the group, but you accept them as a whole flaws and all, baggage and all, maybe even the dog that they share with their ex-partner. <laughs> you want to be a part of their world. You want to spend time with them or you miss them when you're not with them. You are supportive of their goals, their dreams, their visions. You trust them wholeheartedly. You see your future with them. You want them to be a part of your world and you can't picture your life without them in it. And maybe you just know that your life is better with them in it and you want to keep it that way. As I said, I am a, I wear my heart on my sleeve girl. So I'm probably more prone to just tell people I love them because I'm like, fuck, life is short. Like what if something happens? They need to know that I love them, you know? And so my advice is say the things that you want to say. I don't know why you're feeling conflicted. You haven't given me any more context here. If you have that context and you're comfortable sharing, please come and share it in the group. And if you guys have said, I love you first, come and share that in the group as well. Because I don't know, I feel like maybe there, there is that fear around it. And I think it's because people think that the other person won't say it back, but it can also be really liberating telling people that you love them. And life is really short as well. All right. Question number three. 
can you talk about navigating your 20s without a solid friendship group? And I want to give this listener a hug because I'm pretty sure this listener has asked me this question week on, week out continually. And I'm so sorry that I'm only putting it in now. I will say if you guys have questions that you want answered, just keep asking them because they will eventually get asked, I promise you. But it can be really hard. And I think I've even seen it with myself. I've seen it having moved states in my 20s. I've seen it having finished like chapters of my life, whether it was like finishing uni or changing like gyms or moving states or I don't know, there were just moments in my life where I felt changes in the friendship groups that I had or just changes in our life paths. I feel like once we're out of school, it gets really hard to like see your friends or build friendships because we all have different life paths and we are all on our own journey and it can be really difficult to navigate. Now, I think there's another element to it where we have social media now where you can see things like Friendsmas or Galentine's Day or these big friendship groups that I look at and I even think to myself, wow, like I don't have that. I can count my closest friends on like my hand and I am a big believer in quality over quantity. I think having a big friendship group to me, I would rather have one good friend than a friendship group with like, I'm not saying these friendship groups have shallow friendships. I'm not saying that, but I think wholeheartedly, you just really need one good friend. And if you have one friend, that can be a friendship group and that can be enough. And it is important, obviously, to have connection and human interaction and friendship in your life. It doesn't matter whether you're in your teens, your 20s or your 30s. It is really important. And I think if you can try to have that need met with just one friend, then take that pressure off you. There may be some unrealistic expectations that exist, especially in our 20s while we're trying to navigate that time. But if this is something that you want to work on, it is also something that you can work on. Now, I'm pretty sure I have an episode on making friends as an adult. I think it might be episode four. And that was one of my highly requested episodes. I might do another part two because I have in my head a friendship episode that I want to come up. But I think if you can start putting yourself out there to make friends and put yourself in settings where you can make friends, it's a bit like dating, right? Putting yourself out, whether it is in classes, maybe you want to say hello to somebody in the gym. Maybe you want to try a new hobby, try a new skill. Maybe the next time you get invited somewhere, you say yes and you start talking to people while you're out. Or maybe you've seen someone at work who you've had your lunch break with and they're on their lunch break too and you think you might vibe. So you go over and say hello. It is really making a conscious effort to put yourself out there and make friends. And I think what I have loved so deeply about this community is you guys will come into the group in the Facebook group and say, oh, like I'm from this suburb and I'm trying to put myself out there. You write a little blurb about yourself and you say, if anyone wants to be friends, like leave a comment. And you guys have had like catch ups and things like that. And it warms my heart because it's like, I'm so glad that that space can be a place for you to meet like-minded people. And you can do that anywhere. I'm not saying just podcast Facebook groups because you can do that in so many different areas. And for me, some of my friendships, especially after school, I don't think I really have many friends from high school that are still in my life. I have a couple, but all of my friendships in my 20s have come from the gym 
shout out to the gym. We love, we love her. And then from work, and I guess it's a little bit different for me now working by myself, but there are still definitely settings where I'm around other people that I have similar interests to, or I vibe with. And sometimes it's just as simple as like catching up or organizing a catch up, like a quick coffee. And I think my friend, well, my best friend, Suzanne, our story, we met while we were in Europe, in Croatia, and we both figured out that we were from Melbourne. And then when we came back here, Suze asked me to go to an event with her, like a fashion show. And I said, yes. And that's how our friendship blossomed. So don't be afraid to say yes, or don't be afraid to be the one to ask people to hang out with you if you are wanting to foster that friendship. But I want to say good luck. Come into the group. We do have lots of friendship threads happening. I would be more than happy for you to make a thread about it for yourself to see if you can meet some other like-minded people. And yeah, I hope that you can find some peace with that. As I said, quality over quantity. You don't need a massive friendship group. I know it can be hard because we see it everywhere, but one friend is enough and that's all you need. And hopefully you can have that or foster that or start to create that for yourself. And then our last question, guys. My ex has a new girlfriend and I'm so upset because I still love him and I'm not over him. And I just want to hug this listener because... I feel like it's devastating when you see that. I think it's devastating when you're still in like the throes of heartbreak and still in the thick of it. And then you see your exes move on and you're like, hang on a minute. Like I haven't fucking healed. Like how are you already at that point? And I think what it does is, especially if you aren't healed and this listener is saying that she's not over him, but it really draws a line in the sand. It really solidifies that any hope that you had of like potentially getting back together or still like romanticizing over the ex or the last relationship that it's definitely not going to happen now, especially when they have moved on and they're in a new relationship. And I think it just kind of crushes any of those like lingering feelings that you may have. And to this listener, I think the most important thing for you to do is to feel your pain and feel your pain without judgment and try to start to process that. The other important thing is to make sure that you don't make this mean anything bad about you, okay? The fact that they moved on quickly doesn't mean that they didn't care about you, doesn't mean that they weren't in love with you, doesn't mean that your relationship wasn't special or that you didn't have something amazing. Both things can be true. Your partner could have loved you. You could have had a very good relationship. Your partner could have also healed from that quite quickly and moved on as well. Just because one thing exists doesn't mean that the other one doesn't. And I think sometimes after a breakup, we have the tendency to make things maybe mean worse things about ourselves. And we can kind of repeat that story in our head or to ourselves, which doesn't really serve us or make us feel better. And so I want you to let yourself feel what you feel. And I want you to be mindful of the story that you're telling yourself. And if you are telling yourself those things, try to change it. Try to tell yourself that they've just moved on and they've found happiness again. And what we had was still good and still beautiful and still lovely. Now it's my time to heal and my time to move forward. The other thing I want to say is to make sure that you are not judging yourself for still caring. And I know sometimes, especially going through a breakup, your feelings are heightened. Everything is kind of intense and like a roller coaster. But let yourself feel whatever you feel. Maybe it's jealousy. Maybe it's anger. Maybe it's confusion. Maybe it's pain let it exist. Don't judge yourself for it. Be compassionate, be kind, give yourself the time to heal and start to process it. And I think it goes without saying, but I do believe that you shouldn't act on these feelings. And I would say, don't reach out, 
don't stalk. I know the urge is real and we've spoken about urges, I think many times on this podcast. Do something else instead of fighting that urge or instead of acting on that urge or acting on that instinct, do something else to change that. Whether it's calling your friend, going for a walk, putting on music, trying to self-soothe in a way that feels good for you. And that will help you start that letting go process and help you start that healing process. And I know it might not feel like a positive right now, but just hear me out. A breakup is mostly about acceptance and accepting the situation, okay? And the pain that we feel in breakups is our resistance to accepting the situation. And so I know it hurts, but I think in this setting, that acceptance is going to come a lot quicker because now like you have seen that it's not like they've moved on and that it's definitely over. And so I think it will help you accept it sooner. And that can be like the silver lining in the clouds. But I just want to say, I know it hurts. Take it day by day. Take it easy. You will be okay. You will heal from it. It will get better. Go back and listen to my breakup episode. I would love to do another heartbreak episode because there was a lot in that one that I didn't cover. And I will obviously try and sprinkle breakup questions throughout the AMA eps. But if you guys want a part two to that, let me know as well. Of course, if anyone has been through something similar, come into the Facebook group. Please share it with us. And I think there could be power in sharing how you've navigated something like that as well. But sending so much love to this listener and anyone else who might be able to relate. Guys, we are going to wrap the show there. As always, I hope that you have a great weekend. I will see you on Sunday for the next episode. If you aren't already, please follow us on Facebook. It's your safe space pod. Well, no, that's your safe space pod community. That's the Facebook group. Instagram is your safe space pod. My Instagram is at Adele Marie. Leave us a review on Apple. Leave us a rating on Spotify. And please, please, please tag the story when you're listening to it. You guys have no idea how much that helps. I think I've said it many times, but this podcast is 100% independent and word of mouth helps me more than anything else. Word of mouth. Okay. I think that's time for me to go. Goodbye, guys. I love you and I'll see you next time. (laughs) 